College Breakfast with Julian Clover. Across our university city and South Cambridgeshire. Cambridge 105 Radio. As we've been hearing this morning, a Cambridge school says it will challenge Ofsted in court for not following correct procedures. It's after an inspection left its head teacher feeling suicidal. Queen Emma Primary School in Cambridge was downgraded to inadequate over its measures to keep children safe and has appealed against the decision. And Queen Emma's Chair of Governors is Dr Sean Lang. Sean is here uh, this morning. Morning to you, Sean. Morning, Julian. Thank you for coming in. You've said Ofsted marks its own homework. Yes. Uh, what, what do you mean by that? Well, uh, there is no independent appeals process, uh, If you, uh, unlike in almost any other area of work. you know. So if you're not happy with, Ofst- with what Ofsted have said about your school, and there are plenty of schools which aren't, you can complain, um, and there's a process, but it's all within Ofsted. So, for example, first step one is it goes to the inspector who did the report. Surprise, surprise, they tend not to uphold any, you know, other than the smallest details. Then you have a substantive complaint, um, step two, and that's dealt with by uh, a senior figure from, but again, from within Ofsted. And if you're not happy with that, you can go to step three, um, which again is looked at um, within Ofsted, and that's it. So if, this is why we're having to go to court, because if you're not happy with the Ofsted process, there's nothing, there's no alternative other than to take on, of course, the enormous expense of going to court. And uh, and I think there ought to be an, an independent uh, appeals process, in the same way that if you've got a complaint about, about the police or about broadcasting or about medical services, you know, there are people that you can turn to, um, but not with Ofsted. And has there been a precedent from from any other schools which have, have taken this, this route? Um, there are. Not, not many, but there are one or two schools who have taken Ofsted to court and have won. Now, in our particular case, um, because because it's very important to understand that we're, as you said, uh, we're at, um, complaining about process. Because if you complain about their judgment, um, really you're on the hiding to nothing. Because although there are cases where schools have gone as far as court, but in the end, the court will say, well, you know, they looked at this and you look at that at the same thing and they thought that and that's in, they're entitled to their opinion, you see. So you're not really going to get anywhere if you're sort of saying, well, we think they misinterpreted what they looked at but what we're saying is that the process that they followed was wrong um and but very one would imagine from the the circumstances we've as we've heard mm-hmm. around this inspection which i think took place last october that's right yes mem- memory serves correctly you're probably not really particularly happy with what ofsted found either indeed except that um and this is why the two are linked um as you say the whole thing was based on a safeguarding judgment and many people listening will think well hang on a minute you know safeguarding is important maybe they, they uncover something um, but very specifically, and I have to be careful here because obviously the details are confidential as so they relate to an individual child. But essentially, so it's just a one. It's not. Um, it's not a collection no, no, of, no, no, of issues. No, no. It's just it's, a, it's down to a, one, a single incident. One incident, which didn't even take place in the school, had nothing to do with the school. Um, and uh, well, it is a let. You know what is alleged. To do it, it is a tricky you know, one, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah, sometimes right, yeah. um, my wife's a teacher, so I can yeah, pay yeah, a bit. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. I'm not going to go any, into any details there, there either. But schools do have a habit of being sucked in oh, yeah. to, to, to is, issues yeah. which involve their children, probably, probably quite rightly well, in very specific, cases. Very specifically, but without giving away you know, the, the confidential details, what we're alleging is that Ofsted undertook an investigation. Now, investigation and inspection are different. Ofsted is an inspectorate, and that means that they look at the processes, they look at the school's processes, which indeed they did on the first day and found the processes were, uh, were robust, uh, ef- um, effective is the official word, as indeed the local authority had found when they had looked at the whole the same things in much more detail not long before um, but investigation is when you start looking into an individual case as and we're claiming the inspector did this even to the point
point of going to observe the child in the classroom. And that is not within the remit, within the legal remit of Ofsted. And they have be, they've had a report overturned by the court in the past for doing exactly that. And that is essentially, that's the main part of what we're alleging, that essentially they crossed over from inspection into investigation. And investigation is the work either of the head teacher or indeed of me as the chair of governors. When, when Ofsted rolls into town, if you like, are, are they looking at what's going on in a particular week or over a few days or are they also you know getting out the school registers looking at school records and and going back in time over i don't know either a year or since the last offset inspection, which I guess in some cases could be quite a while ago. At the well, moment. in some cases that's true, although in our case it was only about five years. Um, but it yeah, still that, feels quite a while. A lot can happen still, in yeah. five years, and schools can well, go from. Well, one thing that's happened, of course, was a COVID. Well, pandemic, yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> which had something of an impact. Obvious one. Um, but uh, yes, I mean they do look over that. But unfortunately, our, again, this is one part of our complaint. Our, our um, inspector hadn't looked at anything beforehand and said so, um, and. Um, they're, they're in for two days, and there's a lot to look at, and we had a team of three inspectors, but um, uh, essentially what we're saying is that this investigation that, you know, that we're alleging that they undertook um, throughout the entire schedule of the second day. Um, and uh, so, yes, they look at a whole range of things. They look at early years, they look at teaching, they look at the curriculum, they look at... Um, uh, sort of provision for, or, of clubs and things like that. They look at a very wide range. And again, this is why we're saying that um, they simply didn't have time to... I sort of uh, take on board properly the uh, you know the the, the um, uh, not not child protection but the, the safeguarding issues mm. because but they're not safeguarding specialists. Now you're the chair of of governors at, at Queen Emma. What's yeah. the, the feeling are you getting from the parents? Absolutely. Are you a parent yourself there uh, at the school? Uh, no, uh, no. I, I mean, I originally became a governor at Queen Edith, and incidentally, there's a thing about Queen Edith in here as well. Uh, back in the uh, back in the nineties, uh, sorry, in the two thousands, um, but. Um, we had a meeting for parents uh, last week, and uh, we were bowled over by the um, sort of outrage on our behalf from from parents. But there is an impact of this on Queen Edith School, with which Queen Emma is federated as well, because when you get uh, a judgment of uh, inadequate, you get an academy order from the DfE, which we've already had, and that means that um, Queen Emma could be, uh, you know, the process could start for turning Queen Emma into an academy at any moment. But Queen Emma is in a federation with Queen Edith, so. So this breaks up that federation between the two schools and will have an impact upon Queen Edith as well, even though that school wasn't inspected. And this includes job losses. Um, there would be redundancies um, and various other uh, hits. And we worked out roughly you know, how much this would mean across the two schools. And we're looking at something in the region of ninety to £100,000. What's, what's your next you know, co course of action, if you like? You're sort of taking them to court. Are you just uh, sitting back and, and waiting for the case to come up? Or is well, there two, we're doing two things first? at once. Um, and in bo both of them, in a sense, we, uh, well, one depends on the other. We have put in a step three complaint in which we've also, haven't just complained about the way they looked at our step two one, but we've also given the, the full document that I originally drew up with all the details of what we're complaining about. So for the first time, they can see, if you like, the weight of the case against them. And we've said that, um, you know, we want them to reply to that first. And we've also put in the case to the court and we've asked the court to sort of hold on that one until we hear from Ofsted on step three. Um, so it's very, the ball is very much in Ofsted's court. Sarah Jarman, your, your head, how, how is she? Um, she's very resilient. Um, but I have to say that, you know, when the uh, inspection happened in October, um, you know, she came through um, on the actual day well, after having seen the inspectors and, had, and received the, the verdict, absolutely shell-shocked. She was in a terrible state. Um, we were it was followed, of course, by half-term. Um, and... Um, 
uh, it was it, it was I think then when it really hit, and she was and she uh, wrote this um, impact statement when I was gathering information and witness statements and what have you, and I was really quite taken aback by this. Um, but uh, you know, I, I used to be with Cambridge Samaritans, and I'm you know I'm quite used to um, people who have been feeling suicidal, and this was absolutely in line with you know with the sort of thing I used to hear then. Um, and of course, this was in November of last year, long before we heard the news from Cavisham Primary School near Reading, where of course the yes, uh, teacher course. did indeed kill herself. And I've also heard since we, um, we sort of went public with all of this from other head teachers who've said the same sort of thing, and indeed one nursery head who sent me a couple of photographs of herself before and after the inspection and it was heartbreaking to see the physical impact that this had had so that's why there's another legal case being brought by um the heads um, union the naht national association of head teachers which is about the sort of human the human rights if you like of of teachers um, for their med- for their mental health to be protected mm. um in the course of in- offset inspections we're obviously going to follow this uh, very carefully over the next few weeks and months we should say offstead stands says it stands by mm. uh the inspection and completely refutes the allegations against it I have to ask, Sean, before I let you go, who was Queen Emma? I have to say, I had no idea. (laughs) Queen Emma is a remarkable woman who ought to be better known, and maybe after all of this. Uh, She was Queen of England not once, but twice. She was married to two kings, first of all to uh, King Ethelred, the famous Unready, um, and she was from Normandy herself, and she was also the wife of King Knut. um, Oh, as in... um, As in in Waves, just stay stay where you are. Who who was a a really sort of top-notch European monarch. And she was the mother of a third king, King Edward the Confessor, in who uh, and it, he's the it, the crown which will be used on uh, for the coronation is king, the King Edward's crown. That's that, that's him, and King Edward was married to Queen Edith. Um, so the, we have, and, and the reason is because the, the land on which the schools stand um, sort of comes from the family of, uh, of the Godwin family, Harold Godwin at, at, at the Battle of Hastings. So Queen Emma is a central figure in that whole story of, the, of Saxon England, the Vikings, the Normans and all of that. And she's a real tough cookie um, because this is a time when, you know, uh, strong women did indeed play a major role in the history of England and it ought to be better known. Two kings. That's uh, that's an interesting one, isn't it? I'm <laughs> it's unique. To think, um, oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember the, na- the name of Nelson Mandela's second, possibly third wife, who mar- married after Mandela because she was like president of Zambia or something. Oh yes, and, uh, yes, no, I can't remember. No, anyway, it's <laughs> yes. a similar, similar kind of tale, yeah. I, I yeah. guess. Uh, Sean, thank you very much for coming in thank you. Uh, this morning, particularly obviously for telling us mm-hmm. about. Uh, uh, the issues at uh, Queen Emma's gone. You'll be back, I think, later in the week because uh, coronation indeed, of yes. uh, His Majesty King Charles III. Wearing the, another uh, hat, or indeed another crown. Yeah, very, very possibly. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much uh, Thank indeed, you. Sean. Cambridge 105 Radio.